Hello, sweetheart. He called me Sweetheart Marshall. Maybe that's because he likes you. Hello and welcome to one day I will get through one of these without sighing. But the problem it's is such a real sigh as well. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just oh, like oh man. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I under protest am Alice Caldwell <laughs> Kelly. I am joined by my friends and I guess torturers Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey, listen. I never said all of these movies would be good. I said they'd be interesting <laughs> to see how the films how the films reacted to James Bond. This this was also not that. Yeah. It um, wasn't even interesting, no. This one was just trash. No. The first 30 minutes are hilarious and then it just gets This real is going to be a, a pretty riffs-based episode. Mm. Ah. We we saw FX18 Secret Agent. Mm -hmm. um, and you know it's good because IMDb can't decide on what the title is. It, it might be FX18. It might be FX18 Agent Secret. It might have some like other shit in there. This is the first in a series of movies about uh, a spy called Francis Coplan or Coplan. Oh, there's more. Yeah, there's many oh, more of fuck these. Me. There's more, but they don't. None of them star the same guy as Coplan. No, oh, thank which God. is really yeah. Thank God. Oh, well, actually, the actor does come back in our series, but he doesn't come back as this guy. He just dipped oh, back hell. into the fucking Eurospy money. We're going to become intimately familiar with a guy <laughs> called Ken Clark. Oh. And, and Ken Clark was this B-movie actor who had a sort of a short career in Hollywood. They tried putting him in westerns. He wasn't very good. He fell out of Hollywood, and he ended up doing this. Like, he did some, some like, spaghetti westerns, and he did some Eurospy movies. Uh, mm. Big man, big guy. Back in the days where you could just like anybody was allowed to have an acting career. If you're like over six foot, someone would be like, "Hey, you want to be in movies?" Which, yeah. to be fair, is is also like that did happen to me recently. But uh, yeah, I also auditioned. <laughs> but there's there's something interesting to be said about this, right? Because I was talking with a friend of the show and DSALA organizer Noah Suarez Sykes about. Legend. Why? So something we talked about last episode about why people looked different in sixties movies, and the answer is because of the GI Bill, uh, and because mm -hmm. after the war, working class white Americans got to like go to school for acting and get cast in stuff, um, or just get cast in stuff off the basis of like you know being a set carpenter or whatever. Uh, I think um, Ken Clark was like a construction worker. Um, and yeah, that's why, is because you saw like a greater diversity of at least white American faces in movies. Oh. That's his theory. Um, so I think I there see. really is something to say about this. What about um, the women? What about the women? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. That's the stance of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a movie that has a problem with women. I mean, I tend to see a lot of these and our line of work, but even so. Um, so, yeah, FX-18 is, uh, like, it, this character, Francis Coplan, I think he's meant to be, like, French or Belgian, um, and again, it's another one of these things where they wrote a bunch of pulp novels, and then they adapted this into six movies, 
he's never played by the same guy in this in like two of them. Which really solid indicator that this is like a role that you want to be doing. These are movies you want to be acting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from from 1957 to 1968, and this is the technically the second one, but uh, you know it's the first one that's like in the Euro spy bracket, which is FX 18 Secret Agent 1964. Um, and incidentally, I will say this, and this is going to make it much funnier when I talk about how bad this movie is. Academy Award-winning director. Really? Who was it? They, there, there was like three directors at this point, though. They ran out of guys to give the Academy Award to in <laughs> '56, and was just like, yeah. "Fuck it, fuck it." It's, it's it's kind of the opposite way around, actually. Oh, no. this, uh, this director, yeah, Maurice Cloche, he got like a sympathy Academy Award. He got uh, he won um, best film in a foreign language in 1948. I didn't know you could win a sympathy Academy Award. How do I get one of them? <laughs> Go back in time to 1948. It's just like we feel bad for you. Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I don't think going back to 1948 would be a particularly good idea for, for any mm, of us. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure. We she begin... high becomes blonde bombshell mm. and pop- podcaster. Yeah, we begin with a. You could invent being trapped. We'll talk about what we begin with in a second. I'm sure. You no, know, I so- don't. I don't. I don't even care anymore about what we begin with. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you anymore. Because no, please. I put you in a, a position where you have to talk about this movie that sure. I've made you watch, and sure. I'm also distracting you from talking about the movie. So I'm coming at you in both directions on this one. The first half an hour of the film is. Good. So it starts off with something that we love, which is the cigarette that kills you instantly. Yes, this bit made me sit up in my seat. Now, it promised something the rest of the movie doesn't deliver, which is we we start with a guy like assembling a special cigarette on a desk. And I'm like, okay. But we we just see his hands and then it pans up. We get a kind of bondish theme and we get a like a shot of the face of some guy. A guy. Yeah, then a big W letter appears on screen. The, the theme song is <laughs> fucked. Because it, it sounds like if you got like a, a 50s, 60s big band to do the Speed Racer theme. Yeah, no, it's, re- <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's like the most discount bond ever. It's like Aldi value so bond. Fun. It's atrocious. But by, by the sacred laws of bond, right, the first... Mm-hmm. Guy you see doing spy stuff, that's not James Bond, no, right? No. That's 009, mm-hmm. right? That's some guy. In this case, he's a bad guy. He's like he's some like Tory MP looking motherfucker walking around yeah. France suspiciously. His name is Noro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we follow him. We, we know he's in Rome because he does this gay little jog up the Spanish steps. And then he deploys the cigarette that kills you instantly. A guy, this artist, is getting arrested by the cops. He, like, yeah. leans out from around the corner, blows the cigarette at him, and it fires a little dart with curare in it yeah. that, like, paralyzes like, and kills the It's the, the cigarette that kills you instantly. Yes! Which, yeah. I was it's like, the, oh, fuck, the twist! Yeah, the you is sort of, like, variable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cigarette that kills someone else. You've got a whole pack of, like, your pack of cigarettes is like a tool belt. It's got all different applications here. Don't get them mixed up. My my Roparo cigarette <laughs> yeah. that I use if I need to like shimmy up to any ledges. My like water cigarette to blow out candles. <laughs> my noisemaker cigarette. 1950s LA dick like gumshoe James Bond. All of his gadgets are cigarettes. <laughs> All right. After the cigarette that's good for you, they need to invent the cigarette that contains a like helpful gadget. Yeah, yeah, the cigarette that's good for you is in there too. That's like a battlefield ration he's got. Cigarette that you smoke it and it deploys a skeleton key and you can like pick locks with it. Yeah. Cigarette that regains 
between one and eight hit points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's on a die, so it's never yeah. like the same every time. Yeah, it's anyway. three. If you this, need it, it's going to be three. This painter is killed by the dangers of secondhand smoking. Um, and True. then this Tory MP looking motherfucker, Noro, throws a bomb through the window of his like painting. Why don't you house? just do that first? Yeah, I'd have done Why that. Why did you have to fuck around with the sick? Then anyway. he puts on some sunglasses and walks away like ba da ba da. Yeah, really frenetic soundtrack, as you've yeah. mentioned. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's got like Awful. one piece of music, and it's this like fucked speed race. In in this course, in the course of the scene, they can't decide. The direction can't decide whether or not he's being chased. So he spends half of it like uh, jogging away from stuff, and then half mm-hmm. of it just like kind of brazening it out, putting on sunglasses. But it's not in like any meaningful sequence. Yeah. Um. It's it's a sort of really <laughs> poorly edited film, apart from anything else. So you're just like, yeah, it's very badly edited. Before they invented good editing as well, I'm afraid. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. So of course now we have to go to M brackets French. I love I love this M. Yeah, He's best so character. <laughs> yeah. This is a little bit cunty of an M. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is Jacques Dacmin playing Le Vieux, the old man, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Okay, well, how many dudes do we know that kill you that have access to the cigarette that kills you instantly?" Yeah, he's, he's it's great. No computer. He's just there spinning ideas up in his mind. He's just sat his desk <laughs> like, "All right, he's he was a with Ferrari." That's he's going too bad. That was promising. I liked his pictures, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like fuck it. There's only three guys left who can work with Karare, and it's not these two arbitrarily. So it must be this guy. And Actually, then they what he cut. says is, there's, there's only three guys in the world who can work with Karare, and two of them are dead. And I'm like, <laughs> there's one guy what? in the world. <laughs> that's- <laughs> but you didn't want to say that because that's we- too convenient. Yeah, yeah we what? keep those guys on the files just for the sake of padding it out. Yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah. You know? Did that shit in Uncle a couple of times as well. Mm. And of, and of course, like the one guy in the world is is the guy we just saw. Uh, mm. What's like Noro? Noro yep. Um And uh, his ex-wife, Mask of Noro. His ex-wife is a smoke show baddie who lives in Rome. So what do we do? We call our man in Rome. Yeah, and you do that by picking up the phone and going, "Get me Rome," and then they do. And what's our man in Rome doing? Like, of course, what, when we cut to our hero, what's he doing? Of course, he's lounging by the pool next to a beautiful woman in a swimsuit. Makes now, sense. I, a couple of things going on here. First of all, this Bond is uh, blonde, which until Daniel Craig was not acceptable. Mm-hmm. He is an alarmingly hairy man. Like, he makes Sean Fuck Connery me. look like a twink. Mm-hmm. This guy mm-hmm. is astute. He Unbelievable. Is, yes, yeah, 100%. He looks, his face is so leathery, <laughs> like he, and his hair is so blonde. He looks like Roger Moore fucked Donald Trump. Like, he, <laughs> it's like an incredible crossover. On, on the poster, He's, he looks a bit like Trump because yeah. he has the like weird stance. It's like mimeograph. Yeah, it's, it's strange. He is like strangely Trumpy. And also, another thing funny about the scene is that the woman he's lying next to looks so bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, this is, Ostensibly Francis Copland, Copland, but because we got the English dub, which is dubbed unintelligibly, mm-hmm. they change I, his name. This dub is crazy. They change his name to Cabtree. Yeah, what which, the fuck was that about? Yeah, I, I've, I've been calling her Crandall, sort of thing. <laughs> I, like, every name is changed, which means it's impossible, apart from like Noro's, to oh. to like uh, put together who is who. Um, that's fine. So, that's this fine. guy. That's not much of a plot. I'm just gonna I call mean. him FX18 because I'm not yeah, calling yeah. fucking Cabtree like that's a name. 
So, so M is like, yo, track down Nora's. It's like on the ex- street trying to come up with the yeah. surname. Uh, you could look at things like a cab tree. Yeah. M says, track down Nora's smoke show ex wife. And then immediately we cut to mm. her in the bath. No establishing shots. This movie no, has yes. none of it. We just cut to her in the bath and he steps into frame. He's like, hello. <laughs> like, what? Oh. <laughs> this is the other thing. That took me like 20 minutes to work out what was wrong with it is aside from no establishing shots, there's no fades, only cuts, which yeah. means that there's no like distinction between the end of a scene. So he just lurches from one to another. He like gets up, walks away from the pool, walks into this woman's apartment. Essentially, Everything feels like it's happening immediately. It feels like we're, we're trying to rush things, which is weird because the back half of the film just drags. But of course, of course, go and see the smoke show. What woman was she doing? She's in the bath. She's naked. She's of course yeah. she is. I, I, two things I want to point out here. First of all, as he's looking through her apartment, alarmingly tight pants. Like, the mm-hmm. ass really? on this guy is, like, very, very, like, uh, prominent. Mm. Uh, and second of all, another sort of Bond discrepancy, he's a big guy. He's, like, muscular, like, in a mm. way that sort of, like, he would be, like, in mm. an uncle film, he would be the mini-boss that you have to yeah. fight yeah. in the gym, right? Um, and this kind of pays off a little bit. They lean into it one time in one detail I like, which is he comes up to her in the bath. We get some sort of like porn level dialogue where she's like, I'm not at the beach. This is a bathtub. And then, predictably, <laughs> a, a guy tries to like, <laughs> looks like you don't have a lifeguard for your beach. But predictably, a guy comes up and tries to Shit, hit him over the back no, of the head sorry. with a crowbar. So what happens is a henchman just steps into frame. Really funny. There's no change of <laughs> yeah, shot okay. between the dialogue and the action. Yeah. A guy it's like dark place. A guy just steps in and goes, "Watch out!" Yeah. Every <laughs> fucking like, scene should be like bookended with a little thing that goes "scene missing," and it would make mm. way more sense. Yeah, yeah. just hard but, cuts. But, <laughs> but, but, so, 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 so the guy tries to hit him over the back of the head with a crowbar, right? And mm-hmm. the thing that I like in this scene is that because he's such a big guy, I just say this in Trump voice every time. Um, because he's such a big guy, he like just tanks it. He's just fine, mm-hmm. and that's the one piece of like sense of humor about this about itself. This movie yeah, has he withstands like, an uncle chop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that like no having him just get knocked out here is like not believable. He's too large physically. The, the yeah. thing is though, like he's he's a big muscular guy, and obviously by the standards of the sixties, he's meant to be like you know very muscular and imposing. Mm. By today's standards, I think just because the standard for like what a muscular man on film looks like. Has changed. He doesn't mm. look unattainably jacked in this. Just kind of yeah, looks like a, a normal Australian. Well, yeah, like, you could get this jacked in like I don't know six to nine months. Like it's not yeah. that difficult. <sighs> With this patented program that we're selling. Yeah, um, yeah. The FX eighteen diet plan. One thing I would like to do is just like maybe send one of our current unattainable bodies just back in time and see yeah. what they would. <laughs> mm, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, like any of us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we go back. We go back to 1948, and I accidentally start the existence of like uh, MTF transition. You know, mm-hmm. but this 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 guy's like 1.5 Devons in terms of how jacked he is. Like maybe maybe 1.2 Devons, and it's yeah. like thank you. Which which, as we know, one Devon is roughly. Um, Mm. Oh, what's his name? Damn it, Bruce Willis in Die Hard is one John Devon. McQuint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy's just about just about two, I'd say. And he's mm. so red. 
and he's bl- and his face is all wrong and he doesn't wear suits he, this is the yep. most fundamentally miscast bond i've ever he's, seen in my fucking life sun cream in his life like you, they, they put him in a suit near the end terrible. and it's so funny yeah so clearly a guy who spent most of his career working in westerns who then he's so john wayne yeah happened to be in france at a time when they decided they were going to cash in on bond and just put him in the movie. He's like Beach Ken. His job is just Beach. <laughs> yeah. The dub isn't helping either because it's given him like a solidly like John Wayne type voice. Like he's yeah. just being like, I share your taste in women the whole time. And I like, <laughs> this isn't a bond. I don't. Also, his dialogue is not suave. I enjoy bourbon, especially cause... when it's served at the correct temperature. <laughs> his dialogue isn't suave because he goes in to see this woman in the bathroom. She says, What do you want? He goes, You, maybe, we'll see. Hey, in the meantime, I'm looking for your husband. And I say, What? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> And and so she she misdirects him. She's like, he he's dead. By the way, there's a guy coming up behind you with a crowbar. Um, he he, he has this fight with a guy, and then he locks Shit. both him and her mm-hmm. in the bathroom that locks from the outside. Part of which the is, part of the film is missing. Yeah. So we just kind of suddenly jump, and he's she's gone. dressed dry and out of the bath in like clown pajamas as the fight <laughs> continues. The it's fight so is bad. so funny. There's no. There's no music to the fight scenes. No, That's one of the no. things that you need to understand is that it's just the sound of these two guys hitting each other dubbed. So I, I can't stress enough. They they had one camera and a cameraman who was <laughs> profoundly uncomfortable with using it. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it just the, the thing about the thing about like keeping one shot for a long time is that apart from anything else sets start to look like sets yeah. and yeah. so they fight across this whole room and you're like damn that's an unusually capacious and like well stocked bathroom dev you What's- said in the you said in the group chat the impression of watching this film is like watching a school play yeah, yeah that was about this scene it's like one unbroken shot and then like the acting is terrible it does feel like a bad stage show the thing about making a, a movie in europe in the 60s is that it, it was much like being like a ship's captain in the 1500s is that you just go down to where all the guys are and you just point at them and be like you're making the movie today you're my cameraman today mm-hmm. Get up, come on here come on yeah. set like just, so, just, so he gets some information from her by I don't fucking remember. M and just then, pulls it out of his ass. Yeah. M says, "What's going to happen in the movie is this." Yeah, and what M M decides is going to happen in the movie is I'm going to bring in a second guy. Um, <laughs> and this so this funny. second guy, this is Murphy. This is like FX 18's trainee. It's Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> In the dub, so in the dub, like he's a sort of like normal-ish, younger-looking man. But in the dub, he has been voiced by a twelve-year-old <laughs> who's been doing a lot of voice training because, like, <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> you expect him to be wearing a little like propeller hat when he's talking. Yes, yeah, he sounds like Jimmy Olsen, Superman's friend. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's boycoded. He is a bo- the boycoded spy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's new. He's like the new kid on the. He's just finished basic training. Yeah, he's and, a zoomer. Yeah. He tries talking to the like to M and M's like, "What does bus and no cap mean? <laughs> Am I cap?" Yeah. <laughs> we- but like the 1960s version of that, where he like mm-hmm. calls him buddy, and M like takes this kind of like really sort of personal. Yeah. And yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like. Very strange to realize that 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 was that era's Zoomers. Yeah, you know, this is the equivalent of showing up in the office with the sort of like TikTok perm. Mm-hmm. 
Murphy's like, fuck me in the ass. And Em's like, are you flirting with me? <laughs> yeah, did did, did no. you just say fuck me in the ass in a sort of like meaningful way? Or are you just using that to make conversation? He's like, for real, for real, I'm straight, bussing, no cap. Um, <laughs> it's like, so true, bestie. Yeah. That's what happens in this fucking scene. Um, what happens no, in the scene? So Em says, Em says I'm going to send you in to f- track down whatever the fuck's going on in this film. Because they're not going to be looking for dipshits. They're going to be expecting yeah. us to send <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is a smart tactic. They're going to be expecting us to send a good agent but instead we're going to send you because you're an asshole like they're going to be expecting a spy not a guy filming tiktoks on his phone and murphy goes gotcha he goes straight bus and boss where am i dropping straight straight bus and where 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 am i going and he goes oh it's this like travel agency in marseille called a cup and i go ah yeah what the fuck it turns out it's a cop, which is not really any better, but uh-huh. it's because it's a really bad print of a bad dub of a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like unintelligible. I really mm-hmm. struggled because, like, so much of this uh, of of my job now is remembering a movie I saw the day before and recounting the narrative. Right? Yes. With this. I really struck to the point where I was like drawing a clock, right, to make sure I like <laughs> was still sort of like compass mentis because I cannot remember a fucking thing that happens in two thirds of this movie. I saw it yesterday. I watched this earlier today, and I yeah. and it's mm-hmm. similarly just gone. <laughs> the editing is so bad; it just falls right out of your brain. But he mm. says, "Right, go to Marseille and write a report or some shit." And um, Murphy <laughs> goes to Marseille and is immediately captured. Next he, scene. he snoops around by just like walking slowly with his arms completely straight by his side, just sort of looking yeah, around. Yeah, he searches a room, not clear what the room is or what he's searching <laughs> no for, idea. but gets immediately captured. Oh, that's, that's that's the A Cup Travel Agency. Yeah, so he gets immediately captured. And then immediately killed. How does he get captured though? He because gets like, uncle chopped back up by a bit. somebody. No, okay. no, no. Okay. There's a bit before that, right? There's there's two things here. Mm-hmm. First of all, one other bit of fun flair, which is somebody watching you through a, a, a like a portrait or something. They do that, but it's through like a sort of 1950s um, sun cream advertisement. So it's like a beautiful woman in a bikini, and the eyes are just like guy who is about to kill you eyes, which is fun. And then second of all, they like capture him. With the uncle chop. And the boss comes in and goes, Right, I, I want this twink obliterated, put him in the sissy hypno headset. Like, um, <laughs> they go, Zap my boy. And they put the fucking. <laughs> They put the device on him. They put they yeah, put so him they put him in the Oculus Rift, and then so they they, they, give, they give him the drone helmet. They droneify him. So the the bad guy is uh, is Mr. Barter. He's our mm-hmm. lead bad guy for this movie. You've got the drop, Mr. Right. Barter. Uh, d- uh, no, actually, of, the, don't of his little it. screams when he. Oh my god! No, oh my I god! Don't I have, have all oh. three. Holy shit! So they <laughs> put him yes. in the fucking device, right? They put this like <laughs> yeah. deconstructed wireframe tape deck on his head, and they yeah. go hit him, and he goes. Ah! <laughs> 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 and they're like, "You gotta talk, see." And <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> Yeah, because like we, we work out after like one of these that, that what they're doing is like just electrocuting him, and I just really like the idea that like after one shot of this, they have just given him ECT and cured his depression, <laughs> but then they just give him two more, and he just fucking dies. And with the first, he's like, oh, oh, I feel much better now. Wow, holy shit! Ah. <laughs> So he immediately dies and is immediately carried out of the room. The, the way, the, the not immediately, right? Because first a guy has to go. This guy is dead to inform the viewer. And what a guy does to establish this is he like kneels next to him, 
cups one of his titties in two <laughs> hands and goes, he's, he's dead as heart gave out. you checked in his fucking pulse? You just crooked the tit? They were, they were really serious about the A-cup travel agency <laughs> thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, this dub's a gift. This Fuck is crazy. This is one of those episodes that actually I feel like we shouldn't be doing it like this. It should have been like an MST3K thing instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> it feels like oh. the dub was done and the, the people dubbing it only had the script. That's the yeah. only way I can like make sense of this is if they couldn't see the movie. They only had. Oh, I, ha- I have some thoughts about that later on. But so oh. so they just carry him out of the room, and then yeah. Barter and uh, one of the women who is with him like go. All right, we got to flee to Mallorca, I guess. We're all gonna go and hide on on the yacht. We're gonna get on board the the Mandubia is the name of the yacht. Um, Wouldn't it, literally? I saw this. Last night, and if you paid me a million pounds, I could not have told you the name of the fucking yacht. Yeah. Um. So they go to they go to the beach. There's this fucking hilarious moment where Mr. Barter is with uh the the sexy lady. He's like his assistant, or whatever. And just goes, I'm quite like Napoleon, you know. Yeah, because he always <laughs> makes his enemies fight on the ground he has chosen. Apparently, it's just such a, like a, we need a moment where the where the bad guy like says something intimidating or like you know you know that bit in fucking Jack Ryan where Kenneth Branagh has the painting yeah, has of the Napoleon painting, yeah. or you know he's got mm. something to establish like oh, I'm like you know the great villains of history and then he just goes I'm like Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he just says it. Yeah, yeah. So they get him. They get him on board the boat, and then we get a weirdly involved and detailed and specific body disposal scene. And this is something I think about a lot, right? Is that, Mm. like, in old movies, right, it's a bit like the anarchist's cookbook, right? In old movies, they hadn't realized yet that people would mimic stuff they saw on screen. And so, you can actively learn things from old movies because they hadn't figured out that, like, for this bomb-making scene, no, we need to be as realistic as possible. We've got some guy who did it in the war, we just have him make a fucking bomb. Yeah, we just instead of, like, it, yeah. <laughs> pouring an Earl and Meyer flask of chemical X into chemical Y, right? No, it's just, like, the guy's actually doing the thing. In the same way, we got a bunch of guys to, like, stuff a dead body in an oil drum, fill it with concrete, weld the oil drum closed, and then, like, m- like move it and dump it in deep water and it's just it's shot sort of in a very uninspired way but this is the one moment that actually has a sort of like darkness to it it's like you you motherfuckers are not acting i have seen your acting you're not good enough at it you've done this before <laughs> yeah they do him like jan marsalek oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he's gone it's it's crazy <laughs> I think this was from before they realized that spy movies and mob movies are kind of not supposed to be wholeheartedly the same. I think there was some like early bleed between those yeah. genres. Also, it, like, I don't give a shit about Murphy, so it doesn't no. really. I don't care. You, you don't I'm care about. Ah! You don't care about him. <laughs> no, he he's gave only his in life. Ah! He's only in it for three scenes. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> he said straight past him. They send him over. He gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> He never has a scene with FX18, so when FX18 much later finds out about it, he's like, oh no, not Murphy. I'm like, were you guys friends? Like, I- yeah, yeah, not, no, not just- my Zuma protege. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so also at this point, we meet Leela. Yes, we do. Uh, Leela, Leela. Jarring shift I- in tone. Would you like to know what Leela's character is? I'm a woman. That's it. Whole thing. I think. Um, I think yeah. So there's some shit going on with Leela. 
Yeah, Mar- Margit Coxis is is playing Leela, and so <sighs> Leela's deal is she's a beautiful blonde woman. She like hangs out in the boat, uh, and she has a question mark flirtation scene. So it's, it's sort of well, like d- dueling misogyny, right, with Noro, where I think, he's well, well. There's something that we need to like. Like preface what with Lilo is that she's not just a beautiful blonde woman who's hanging out on the boat. Mm. There's no other way to say it. She's child coded. Like she she has like the she has bunches in her hair, and she like noticeably drops several times that she's like, oh my guardian wouldn't like that. It's like they're specifically portraying her as like young and like yeah. manipulable. A, a dubious tradition of just doing this with. Women that the movie also wants you to find sexy. I mean, I never learned to read. Exactly. Yeah, it's we're back to I never learned to read. Yeah, uh, and and before that, I mean, there's plenty of like women in the Connery Bond movies who are coded that way uh, yeah. as being sort of like childish because you know uh, women are simpletons. Well, I mean, I that's almost a direct quote from the fucking film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <sighs> Noro then tries to seduce this child-coded woman. I should also say that the captain of the yacht, the Mindubia, who, you know he's the captain because he's got a captain's hat on, is the most bullied man in the world, but also wildly in love with her. Yeah. Every time this guy does anything, like, he just gets bullied in a sort of nautical theme by the nearest person to him, which is not a trait that you want in a captain, I don't think, but, like, he's just, like, standing by the thing when they're, like, dumping the zoomer overboard, and Noro, on his way to nonce up this woman in passing, goes, oh, I want to go fucking reef some knots, you cunt, or whatever. Yo ho ho, bitch! Splice <laughs> the main brace, asshole. Anyone um, looking for a nautical themed bullying? Hit me up. Mm, I don't know. So, so Noro flirts with Leela yes. by explaining his evil plan, which is that oh, uh, you know, we're, we're Spectre, basically. Um, I have a, a science device, and what we do is we steal uh, information from military oh, bases. The the way they introduce the device is yeah. so funny because they're kind of like flirting, which is to say that they're arm in arm and just saying adjectives to each other. Where she's like trying to get information out of him, and he's like, mm, "Intelligent for a woman," and she's like, it's a direct "Yes," quote. and he's like, mm, "Obstinate for a woman," and she's like, mm, "And he's like, mm, perspicacious for a woman." Keeps and touching then, her. Like, it's yeah, so creepy. It's gross. And then his phone goes off in, like, the closet of the boat room, and he goes, Ah, oh, excuse me, I've got to take that. Uh, please, please excuse me while I retrieve the device. Mm. He, and then look goes off on his phone, and he's like, Oh shit, it's prime time, I've got to post nudes. Uh, he like sets up this little antenna. Got to log on to Discord and, like, communicate with the boys. Yeah, and a little yeah. laptop, and he's like, what's up, YouTube? Here's today's P-Color. Um, <laughs> you can get famous for anything these days, and that's yeah. beautiful in many ways. Yeah, he's a micro-influencer. Um, he- <laughs> I'm huge. <laughs> I'm and- huge on, like, P-Color updates, yeah. Tumblr. Um, he sets up this little fucking antenna, and he's like... By the way, one of these switches is booby-trapped. I'm just volunteering this information now, so it'll come in handy later. So so the idea is that like, what they do is they steal information about allied military bases and shit, 
Um, they transmit that information around. It's all coordinated from the yacht. And he's got like a satellite transmitter that like beams this information up and they're giving it to the other side, which I'm guessing is the Soviets. Yes, they never say that though. The movie actually kind of hedges its bets on who's about to win the Cold War, which is really funny. Yeah, that's quite funny, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's almost like the makers of this film are like, well, what if the Soviets win? We want them yeah. to still like the movie. If there are T-55s parked on the Champs-Élysées, we want to be able to release this movie unaltered. So, mm-hmm. you know, the other side it is. Yeah, we don't want to spend any longer thinking about producing this movie than we possibly can. Um, yeah. And then, uh, having having logged on and and you know checked mm. in with the boys on Discord, Nora then kisses Leela. Mm-hmm. She goes along with it, but doesn't seem. I wouldn't say she seems enthusiastic. No. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, I believe we now have to go back to back to Paris, where M drags <laughs> FX eighteen out of retirement by calling okay. him and yelling at him on the phone again. And the- <laughs> So he's he's next to the pool with another sexy lady, and then M M calls him and is like, "Yo, Murphy's dead," and we're like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, not Murphy, <laughs> not my boy, not Murphy." He was only but... sixty years away from retirement. <laughs> so, so so this guy who he he has one good line in this scene or one funny line, although it's funny in a problematic way when you think about it, which is the the woman who he has been like sunbathing next to this whole time goes, when will you be back? And he's like, if I'm not back in three days, have breakfast without me. This is, the problem is, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where the movie goes off the rails. Yeah. yeah, this is where it stops being funny. Yeah, he he drags FX18 back to Paris. Uh, there's a scene where he briefs him, but FX18 isn't in the shot, because yeah. Ken Clark just didn't want to be in this I one, so they just do it without his face, and his hand is like sort of reaching out from one side of the shop to like play with M's desk toys. I wonder what <laughs> what they were doing in that. I was like, why why isn't your leading man in the shot? <laughs> no, they just he just know. didn't do that scene, and they just had to do it without him. Like <laughs> it's just it's just oh. a guy's lower body. His, it, that, that's that's like a a Ken Clark double. Who's like, in order to prove he's still in the scene, is like busy fucking with like Newton's cradle and stuff on M's desk. Still not another day. Or what? He keeps just hitting Who X to interact this? the whole time. Who yeah. made this? Why? Award-winning actor, yeah. uh, director, Academy Award-winning director Maurice. <laughs> Was the Bosch, award for yeah. most improved? <laughs> <laughs> is it a remedial it's... Academy Award? To me. Mm. <laughs> so, so at this point, he goes the right. I'm going. Was a joke. <laughs> 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 in in order to like disrupt this plot, first you must become Corsican. Second yes. of all, yeah. for extra special cover, you will be issued a wife. Yeah, yeah, not just a wife though. <laughs> for extra extra <laughs> special cover, you will be issued two men. Just two men. Go undercover and and find out. It's a question mark. Um, you'll be uh, accompanied by another agent who's going to pose as your wife, Patricia. Now, whatever you do, don't fuck her. Um, and mm. also. Uh, we will send two criminal dipshits with you. Uh, whatever <laughs> you do, don't fuck them. Yeah, I don't think we ever like find out their name. In my notes, I just call them the Spaghetti Brothers Mario and Luigi. <laughs> I just call them Goon One and Two. The Jean and Manuel in the draw and in, in the dub, and right. then on the cast list, they're Legay and Fondan. But like, yeah, they are two dipshits. You, you can Le tell gay. one of them's a dipshit because Legay, because he's wearing <laughs> like a sort of like a, a check suit 
top, which is always like the mark of a clown. Um, and <laughs> mm-hmm. th- they go, okay, well, let's get into trouble with the boy FX18. And th- it is like a boy's trip, and I appreciate that yeah. dynamic. The other thing yeah. I appreciate is that they, 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 they immediately go, listen, we're not going to break any laws or anything, we promise, M, leave, and go, right, so are we just like blowing up this yacht and sinking it, or what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is great for two reasons, both because it's like a break from the usual Bond thing, but second of all, because having three French secret agents go, like, responding to the stimulus yacht with sink is <laughs> inherently funny if you are aware of the Rainbow Warrior. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that is darkly funny. I've, I've, been I've stood on the deck of the Rainbow Warrior. In fact, um, mm. I've dived it. It's uh, they, they fucked shit you, up. You stood on the deck. You had these explosives in your hand yeah. and like a f- miniature French flag in the other hand. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <so>. <sighs> then we get another fight. Um, yeah, so go to go to Mallorca. Fuck shit up. And so so FX eighteen says to the Spaghetti Brothers, right? What you're gonna do is um, I need you. <laughs> I need you. There's two women on this yacht, right? Leela and question mark. Nina? Nina? Whatever. Seduce them. Uh, yeah, question mark. Do spy cops shit to them. Like, you know, have yeah. sex with them uh, under under false it's pretenses. It's so funny. It's so, it's so funny for a Bond movie to, be, to do, like, instead of any gadgets, we're just going to give you a full party. Like, we're just yeah. giving you three companions. We've given you some guys. Yeah, it's quite funny that like, instead of giving him any gadgets, just like here's two guys, yeah. here's two goons to help you out. One thing I will say about these goons, by the way, is that one of them, the bigger one, I don't remember whether he's Legay or not, but he's a much better actor. He's the mm-hmm. only one with any charisma in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, Mario. And, uh, he's yeah. he's yeah. like clearly also like a wrestler by mm-hmm. training because oh, all yeah. of the fight scenes he does he's just wrestling motherfuckers and he's great at yeah, it yeah he's um, he's the dave batista mm-hmm. yeah absolutely he's he also like genuinely they should give him this guy the job he's but white, he does yeah. he does get a fascinating insight into 1960s french regional nationalisms i am not french i am corsican also, that's that's the voice they give him that's the voice they gave him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i also have that one <laughs> <laughs> so they, they go down to Mallorca and they notice Leela being harassed by two sailors. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, here's our opportunity to like, you know, get in with her. So they, they jump in, they fight these sailors, the silly music. Mm-hmm. Um, one, Old-timey piano music. Yeah, yeah. One, of the, like one of the sailors music. is a man of colour and he does have a line, so at least we're doing better than the True. last movie we watched. He, he also gets punched to the ground, arrives sort of like headfirst at a beautiful woman's feet and just kind of stares at them Tarantino-like for a minute. Until his boss makes him get back in the fight, so mm. hard to, representation hard to for non-normative sexualities, I suppose. Um, <laughs> representation for fellas who go awooga when they see a hot dame's mm. ankles, and that's, that's fine. Right, that's right. Uh, so at this point, our boy FX18 shows up. He's wearing like a dipshit trilby and sunglasses. Oh no, sorry. Well, first of all, uh, Lilo is grateful to Mario and Luigi for rescuing her. And then uh, they they leave. Uh, her and Arlene is the name of the other lady. They're like, ah, okay. oh, we're going to get back on the Mandubia and sail away. Uh, but they tell the Spaghetti Brothers where they're heading. Yeah. Mallorca, I think. Yeah. Yeah. To some um, grotto, whatever. J'aime le grotte. Um, <laughs> yes. Th- at this point, Francis and Patricia arrive. He's dressed as drill in a fedora <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah can we can we make that the episode i'll go back and find yes, it but he is yeah, wearing yeah, like a, a a trilby and sunglasses he looks like drill um 
Patricia is, you know, let's not say that this is a dynamic that the genre has outgrown because it's the same one that happens in Casino Royale, right? Mm -hmm. It's just fucking polished over a little bit where he's like, mm, interesting, I have to be husband and wife. And she's like, no, strictly business. Um, except here, because we don't have the intervening 80 years or whatever of polish, he just like grabs her around the waist and sexually menaces her. Yeah, this is this is like sexual battery. This is a crime. She yes. even has he to say, so please don't. Like he's he has the this is the worst line in the movie to my mind. He says, uh oh. she's trying to get like involved in the mission. He's like, No, you're just part of the scenery. I'm like Yeah, disgusting. This fuck this guy. Agent. Fuck this movie. Um yeah, this movie fucking blows. Um, She's putting her life on the bad. line for her country, which is uh, France? France, Belgium, question. America. Yeah. It might be France. Wherever she's from, she's putting her life on the line for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> very joke, Van der Klaar, you know? I don't know do, what my country uh, is, but I will die for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, all oh my god, this scene. She, they, 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 and the Blowjob Brothers go to dinner. <laughs> To like spy on a guy, and so two things. First of all, uh, so they have a series of bits about ordering drinks, right? Where the, the the two blowjob brothers they order like a, a workman's whiskey, which is a white wine, and then they order a, fucking, Russian a sherry, which is a red Russian wine. sherry. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and make fun of the waiter for not knowing what these are. But then, then the waiter gets around to FX eighteen. Give me a lemonade with a big scoop of cream, please. Yes, madam. For you, sir, a tomato juice. Anything in it? Yeah, some milk. What the fuck? I call it a rusty venture. I mean, like... We gotta kill this guy. <laughs> we gotta take this guy out. Of, of all the fictional drink orders I, mm -hmm. I, I've ever heard, I believe this may be the worst. But my, my guy, that is soup. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, a nice tall Collins glass full of gazpacho, please. That is a um, that is a soup. You have ordered soup in a glass. What the fuck are your croutons? What the, what the fuck? Th this is clearly meant to be a joke because, yeah. like, uh, one the guy that they're watching goes uh, with a drink order like that. They must be American tourists. Yeah, but that's the thing about a joke is that it's not funny. I don't know. I mean, not not also to let lemonade and cream slide. What? Yeah, I, I just really like the sensation of, like, cream curdling in my mouth, I guess. That's one thing in this scene. The other is that we go back to the Blowjob Brothers, and this is where I learned something about the dub, right? Which is, you remember from House of Gucci, a little expression... Boof, 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 boof. Faster. So, <laughs> French, French like Italian, has a, like a, a bo, right? Like B-O-H, B-O-F, whatever. There's a bunch of different ways of pronouncing it. However, one of them that doesn't exist is... Red wine as early as this. Bo. <laughs> now that's... That, what mm. that is, is uh, an English speaker reading from a script and going, bo. And I really what? appreciate what? Just, just sort of like, uh, yeah, yeah give me like your best ox noise, please. Yeah, just seeing like a transliterated local mannerism and being like, okay, I'll see what I can <laughs> yeah. do with it. This is delivered in a low monotone. Red wine as early as this. Bull. <laughs> just... <laughs> but I genuinely, after listening, after watching this movie, I was just playing these to myself and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking. 
It's just like the GoldenEye N64 guys getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work for all my life to make sure that that's the noise I make when I die. <laughs> What if he? What if you die like normal style? What if you die at like the age of ninety-seven in an NHS hospital? You just go out, it's like surrounded by family. There's not going to be NHS hospitals when we're ninety-seven. Ninety-seven, there might be. Fifty, there N- won't. Nurse, nurse holding your hand, and you know the the monitor goes flat, and you just let out a, and then just <laughs> go complete, go completely limp. Perfect. Just ragdoll yeah, and like just yeah. immediately yeah, ragdoll like I've just <laughs> The option to <laughs> lose your inventory state. appears. And it's it's not labeled pickpocket, it's just take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a red chest or anything, it's yeah. just like a normal mm, one. They're like, yeah, cool. yeah. I wouldn't have anything worth taking at that point. What's my inventory gonna be in an NHS hospital when I'm dying? Gown? You take off the gown and like I guess drugs. A lot of yeah. them. Yeah. Just pockets full of them yank right out of the bloodstream mm. so um at this point ah! my <laughs> at this point it, it gets like the last chapter of gravity's rainbow in my notes at this point <laughs> time and meaning start to sort of like decoalesce um, yeah um, I, I'm sort of like partially convinced that this was actually a secret movie adaptation of Infinite Jest. I just like I, I don't know what happens next. Yeah. The only thing I know you that don't have I have to watch next this one if you're following along at home. It, it, is, is that my no- my next note mm-hmm. says no fades between scenes, only cuts. Time has no meaning anymore. Yeah. Um. um well, so a, a couple of things happen. Is is the FX18 and Patricia? No fades, only cuts. So bloody mm. what a barber. <laughs> this is what they killed Murphy over. Yeah. Mm. FX18 and Patricia go to Valdemosa Monastery, which is a, a lovely place where oh, I have actually yeah. been in real life. Um, and they, uh, yeah, as an agent of the French Secret Service, right, you yeah, had those just before forces. I killed those those Greenpeace people. Um, mm. And so they uh, they get like a secret case. They swap cases with a contact, um, and FX18 gets a gun, which will be important later. Oh yeah, yeah, he gets a gun on the radio, and then he's like fucking around with this gun, and he gets put in the Ali in the Ali Karim Bay situation, right? Because Patricia in the course of hanging out with him two times, has gone from strictly business, Mr. Bond, to why won't you fuck me in the ass now, Mr. Bond, in the same way as, like, fucking every other movie of this genre still, to this Mm. day. Like, Mm. there there is no fucking movie apart from, and I shit you not, this is, like, Austin Powers 1, that mm. attempts to subvert the trajectory from strictly business, we just work together to no, this boundary's coming down eventually and pretty soon I actually will want you to have sex with me. Like it Honestly, genuinely it'd be refreshing that's... to see it go the other way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No. I think a spy movie but... that's like the the romance is a breakup and then they become colleagues at the end, that would be kind of good. Um, yeah, but like, what what kind of what he, kind of message does this send as a, as a sort of a fantasy thing that you can't just have a woman like work with you? She has to like be worn down eventually to the point of like wanting to fuck you. But it happens off screen, so the the men watching the film presumably in the sixties don't even get the fantasy of like, oh, he uses just the right line or whatever. It's just like off screen, she has a lemonade and cream, and then it's just like, I want your cum in she's my like, ass. She's like, I need something to take the taste out of my mouth. Yeah, please, yeah. God, this is the closest thing. Um, Give me that so, unwashed sixties dick. Yeah, also unwashed, unshaved sixties man dick. His solution Terrible. for the for the Ali Karen Bay situation of being bothered for sex by a woman is <laughs> so rude. Which is he just he gets up, grabs her like under the ass, like in a sort of like fireman's carry, and then just like dumps her in bed and goes back to his 
spy paperwork? Question mark. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck was any of that? Doesn't even really add anything to the movie either. Like, none of us needs to be in. <laughs> anyway, obviously uh, the movie, the whole movie is shit. But like, it's this part doesn't even yeah. need to be in it. So back on the back on the boat, um, Nora is talking to Lilo and Arlene, and they're like, "Look, we, the, the Spaghetti Brothers, they're spies, right? We know, we, we know, we all know they're spies." They're like, yeah, they are. Cool. Um, so they say, "Okay." Leela and Arlene, uh, take them for like a walk and like make it look like you're gonna fuck them, and then we'll take care of the rest. Um, so Leela takes Mario for for like a walk on the beach, and the implication is just like, oh, how about a walk to my pussy? You know. Um, she tries to warn him to run. Um, not very hard. Not but yes. Really hard, yeah. I, I also do want to say that like both in the fight scene and kind of in this like. It's it's not much, right? Because of the direction, the editing, shit. But like this allegedly Corsican guy again has more charisma than the protagonist of the movie. Yeah, he does a like, great job. Like he he's fighting, and this is great. Shame about the editing. Yeah, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. Um. But he he gets overpowered and captured. Um. And the oh god, the whole next ninety percent of the movie is guys talking into radios for some fucking reason. Yeah. But your boy mm. FX eighteen like has. Followed him for some reason. To a really cool cave. Yeah, to a really cool cave where he's getting like tortured by getting like beaten, uh, and he's kind of like shrugging it off because he's a cool guy and he's mm. tough. Luigi's um, also been captured. Yeah, Luigi gets captured kind of as an afterthought. Like mm. Luigi's Off-screen. not really like in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so FX18 rescues them. Um, and in the process, like kills a couple of guys and captures Leela. Now, yeah. one thing Arlene we established: shot. The thing is, there's yeah. no music in this fight sequence, so it's just really flat. There's no music in the fight. It's, it's the classic sort of uh, man from Uncle thing too, where the woman gets killed, but she has to get killed by accident because you can't have yeah. a guy kill her. So he, she, she just like gets sort of like thrown in the path of a bullet. It's dumb. Um, so one thing we established earlier at this monastery is that the code phrase for identifying yourself as a member of this, like, you know, the, the good guys, is uh, something about the fucking the orange blossoms. The scent of the orange trees must be lovely mm. or something like that. So, so Leela is like, I'm not going to tell you anything. I love working for Spectre. It's cool. Um, and gets slapped on by so FX-18. F- first of all, FX-18 slaps her across the face. She yep. then pulls a gun. Yeah, he just like hits it out of her hand and and like beats the her. same problem as uh, OSS Sandy said. He can't keep very buttery yeah. guns. So yeah. he he beats her. We cut to Mario and Luigi off screen. We hear the noise of her being beaten more. It's like pretty mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah. We cut back and he's like spanking her. Yes, for comic effect. Um, yeah, now, he's got her over a knee. Oh, is oh is that the effect? Right. Yeah, that, that's the that's why we cut back to Mario and Luigi is because they're laughing about it, and as you, the viewer, are meant to also. Because this is the, the correct way to treat a tr- like childlike woman, um, and then at the end of all this, she goes, "Oh, by the way, the fucking orange blossoms." Because uh, I've been undercover the whole time. She's an agent for, for you. the good guys the whole now, time. I mean, <laughs> this is obviously terrible and extremely bleak, and it's going to ratchet up the M on the scum system. It gets worse. However, I do want to hold out some credit for. A me-style move of knowing perfectly well that you could defuse this situation instantly and still trying to engineer it to kind of top from the bottom to get spanked. 
<laughs> you like, would that, hold off your reveal. <laughs> that code phrase is like a safe word for her, and accidentally that's a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right, yeah. <laughs> the way that it's intended, terrible. The way that I am choosing to read it, funny. But she reports in, she's like, yo, I'm the secret agent on the Mandubia, you fucking dipshit. Like, yep. she then mm-hmm. cries, and he kisses her on the nose, as you would a child. Yep. It's yep. deeply fucked. Mm-hmm. And then, sort of, after this, for more or less the whole rest of the movie, she exists in this strange space where the movie can't remember whether she is, like, one of the good guys or their prisoner. She's, like, tied up for half of it, too. Yeah. Which, again, it, it, like, it's me move, right? Like, but, like... So FX-18 doesn't tell anyone else that she's on their side. She's taken as a quote-unquote prisoner. At this point, we nudge up the violence score as well, because um, FX-18 has some boys. He has some dudes who are helping him now, apparently. He does. So they snorkel, deeply funny, they snorkel up to the Mindubia in broad daylight, somehow unobserved, because they didn't have the budget for scuba diving. Snorkels up to you in broad daylight. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> obviously they meant it like they stealthily infiltrate the boat, but they shot it during the day and didn't have scuba equipment, so they just like very obviously snorkel to the boat. Yeah, they didn't have the, like, sort of know-how to do Day for Night. Yeah. Also a much better French movie we could have watched. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead, we just have, like, approaches you at snorkeling pace. Yeah. (laughs) Splish, splish, splish. Like, yeah, very obvious. Um, And then they they get aboard and they're like, oh, capture Nora alive, kill everyone else. Capture the captain alive, too, because we need him for this next scene. The captain and Nora and kill everyone else. So they kill the entire crew who are, like, unarmed. Yeah, they just stab him. Yeah. Uh, uh, Piratical, sure. Uh, then so they don't find Noro, but they so they're just left with the captain. So what they do is they set him up in a room opposite Leela, and then this woman just fucking loves to get tortured for work. Like it's contrived at this point. I don't it's think really she sort knows of like, this is going to happen. No, no. Again, this is me fucking adhering a bit to the thing, because the actual thing is fucking atrocious. So Mario still thinks that she's a prisoner, and Mario, like, first of all, pushes her over. And the idea is when the captain wakes up, he's in love with Leela. FX-18 does not clear this with her first. So the plan is like, okay, we're going to interrogate the captain, and if he doesn't tell us where Nora is, we're going to make him watch Mario beat Leela. Which is what happens. Yeah, and it works. Torture works. Um, but torture on uh, someone else, and yeah. like he, Mario is just like this enormous man, this like huge. Yeah. Re- it's just like beating this woman, like mm-hmm. it is fucking disgusting. Yeah, and it's shot that way too. Like, and again, there's the sort of the texture of this within the movie is that like, oh, this is maybe a bit ruthless, but like fine, basically. Like, it's not intended to be a sort of like, man, this really shows you the fucking, you know, the dark heart of FX-18 or whatever. It's just like, no, this is sort of like, much of a muchness. Um, This works, he tells them where the device is, which is just in a closet, which she knew, because she had seen it, and that she already knew- (sighs) What was the purpose of this? (laughs) Yeah, what what did they need to learn? Nora's not here, we know, like, the satellite dish is here, we know. Yeah, and and, and then she has to go, like, still within her cover, oh, by the way, don't hit that button, because that button's fucking booby-trapped. Um, and then at the end of all this, standing in the doorway about to leave, FX-18 blows her cover in front of the guy she got, like, tortured in front of in order to protect it. By just going, oh, by the way, she's been working for us the whole time. And and, Jean, and like Mario is like horrified. At, well, not really. Yeah. Um, no, he's fine. This is what I put in the in the. I was like, this is this is a truly live and let die level of being abusive towards a deep cover agent. She's on your side. Are you fucking stupid? Because yeah. like, what are you like? What's happening in your head here, mate? FX eighteen. 
What is even going on? It's I I don't. So the, anyway, so then then some inexplicable shit happens. They go up to the they go up to the top deck. Somebody's found Murphy's wallet. Oh no, Murphy, not him. We hear a gunshot downstairs. Mario has shot the unarmed captain. And yeah. then Leela like fun line for that where he's like, yeah. uh, I anchored him. Yeah. Which, okay. Leela slaps Mario, presumably in revenge for having been beaten. But then she just like immediately faints. Yeah, classic woman. That was activity. so what, funny. What I don't know what about? even happened there. She, she slapped she, she, him she, and she then swooned. fainted. Yeah. Fainting brackets girl coded is a swoon, I would say. Uh. And she does that because there's nothing else they could think of her to do in this scene emotionally. So she's just like, oh, I'd be unconscious now. Maybe she passed out from being beaten. She's fucking concussed. Like, yeah. Uh, at this point, FX eighteen is like, all right, we got a we got a rainbow warrior. This shit mm-hmm. returning to sort of institutional mm-hmm. memory. We got to blow up this boat. Mm-hmm. We focus in in an alarmingly close shot on a one of his boys' tactical shorts pocket from which he retrieves some yes. explosives. Um, they take the fucking device with them, um, and then they blow up the boat. Leela dives overboard and like runs away, but she dives. <laughs> the actress kind of fucks it because she just completely belly flops and like fucks the dive. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't get another take of that. It's a Probably shit because dive. she's been dodging like stage punches all fucking day. <laughs> yeah, like- yeah, yeah. Understandably, she's like, I don't want to be with these guys anymore. They- they've got two modes: violence or sexual harassment. Like, I'm out. Mm, she leaves. Two sort of like interact. Interestingly, um, yeah. it's, it, it is a theory of a world in which uh, men are violent and women love it. I think. Um, mm. So yeah, at this point, they got to go find oh, uh, uh, Noro. Yeah, right? yeah, um, yeah. So the antagonist. We go back, okay, we go back to the we go back to the hotel room. And M is there, and he's like, great work, FX18, uh, but, you know, track down Noro and track down Barter as well. Um, Patricia is like, please fuck me in the ass. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, FX18 is just like, no, I need to... No, a bit too busy, like, spanking this woman, you know. Uh... Yeah. He's, like, playing with his gun, and he's like, I'm expecting yeah. company, right? Mm. Um, Leela, meanwhile, goes back to the bad guys and is like, I barely escaped with my life! And they're like, oh, shit, like... Welcome back. Uh, it's so weird to see an actual spy in a spy movie. Yeah, she's but, like, uh, all right, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm gonna fucking make this. She is good at her job. <laughs> like, yeah, they're all, they're also just like, why are you covered in bruises? And she's like, yeah, fuck it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So goons break into the hotel room and they demand the transmitter, which M has. M's taken it away. Um, so the uh, the goons break into the hotel room. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. Fx18 is sitting on the couch. They yep. subdue him. The third goon, without pausing, walks straight to the back of the shot where Patricia is lying in bed mm-hmm. and just, like, starts beating her. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. Like, I mean, like, wind up, like, hand all the way back, just bam, bam. This is, this is a movie that loves slapping women. It loves it, like, more than anything. It's sort of like a vehicle oh to deliver God. that to, to the viewer in the form of a spy movie. It, it's like, yeah, really? it really is, like... I think about that thing you talked about, the deniable pornography, but like, he yeah. just, without pause, like, like an actor badly following blocking, just walks straight to the bed as if that was his intention all along. Like, doesn't mm-hmm. stop, doesn't notice her and decide to do it, just walks straight up to her and just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Like, what the I mean, the spanking is, is absolutely pornographic, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So at this point, they both get captured, and we have to do some more torture pornography, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, she, uh, Patricia gets put uh, in the bond wiggler. This, yeah. 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 The girl flattener. Bond mm. crusher. To make the girl yes. flat. 
Mm-hmm. It's a big. I I don't know. Is it meant to be a wine press? Must be know. right. Something. I, like I don't yeah. fully know where they are. It's not really clear. In a castle or a mill. Yeah. She's yeah, between, she's I, under a big stone and she's yeah. gonna get. It's a crushed. secondary location. And and Barter is like, tell me where the transmitter is, or she'll you know she paid a lot of money for that nose and it's gonna end up looking real flat. <laughs> Dave Courtney there. Um no but so FX eighteen why doesn't mm. she tell them where the transmitter is? Oh, because she's a highly trained agent and not just like the some movie has shit. forgotten that she's a spy yeah. still. She knows because M said, I'm gonna go and stay at this dude's house. And I'm taking she's, the transmitter. She's, she's with like me. bravely maintaining cover while FX eighteen is like not giving a shit at all. Uh, and it's not even meant to be like, oh, he's like being forced to display this icy exterior where he's like, you know, Bond does this a few times where he's like, go ahead, kill her, I don't even give a shit. Um, no, he just actively is like that, yeah. Um, I fully believe it, he's like, ah, kill her, whatever. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Uh, at which point, uh, Nora's like, okay, yeah, good, good point, I guess I actually don't, you really don't give a shit if I like juice this woman in front of you. He's like, uh, let, okay, there's no fun in it for me then, I guess, so fucking let her go, whatever. Yeah. Let, let's let's go to a tertiary location, um, a, l- a little room. Uh. And, oh, this is Barter, not Nora, excuse me. Um, and Because uh, we've got to get rid of these guys pretty quickly after this. Oh, but sorry, if you're wondering what the, what the, the Mario and Luigi were doing, they're outside because they've been told not to go in until 5.30, and they've been real sticklers about that. There is a fun line there where where Luigi's like, you know, there's there's like gunfire at this point, and and Mario's yeah. like, oh, you, you know how he gets, like he's gonna be really shirty about it, and I kind of like that. Um, but yeah, yeah so uh, Barter's like, okay, where's the fucking device? I have your own gun, and I'm gonna mention that it's your own gun. I'm pointing at you about fifty times because I didn't bring my own, and so I had to use yours, or you know, I preferred the theatrical irony of it. I, I hate when you have to ask the gym teacher if he can use his gun. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to a fancy restaurant and you're like, oh, there is a dress code. Do you have a gun? And I'm like, uh, can I borrow one from the cloak? Mm-hmm. Do you have like a house gun? Um, I, I forget to return it. Everyone's mad at me. Oh, oh they're all chasing me about it. I but don't it know turns where it is. Out, it turns out it's the gun that kills you instantly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was modifying. The reason why he wasn't having sex with that beautiful woman last night was because he was making his gun shoot backwards because his intention was for this to happen. And the, that's gun, a, the gun that fires poison darts back into backwards. your dick. <laughs> <laughs> sex, it's Karare yeah. as well, just for the, the yeah. thematic. Just for the, the, yeah, just for the crack. A little bit of um, flair. Where'd he get uh, that? Oh, Never mind. Don't worry about the, it. Uh, the other thing is... He's th- one th- of the last is... people on Earth who could use Karara. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is one of the like few moments where the movie rallies. I can't stress enough, no, right? it doesn't. I'm sorry, it does Ish. not. This this happens with no flair. Like, the guy, just the same unbroken shot, like, Bart is just like, L. The gun that kills you instantly is at least a funny bit. The fucking preeminent emotion watching the back hour of this movie is boredom. Like, Mm -hmm. it's genuinely the film I have enjoyed watching the least. Not in the sense that it's, like, the morally worst, although it is pretty bad. It's that it's, like, so poorly assembled and Mm -hmm. made that it's, like, very, very difficult to follow or stay invested in at all. Um, Like, doing a, like, critical reading of this is, like, profoundly enervating. Doing a reading of this at all is nigh on impossible. It's it's unintelligible. But so uh, at this point, they go and chase after Noro, who tries to gas them with some gas that he uh, has. Again, unclear. 
Yeah, because so so he just sort of throws a substance onto the ground. I don't mm. really understand what's happening here. Um, oh, but it's like it's fuming really strongly, but and they're supposed to be like trapped in this room with it. But it's lit like outside, so I thought mm. they were just stood near it on the mm. cobblestones and just going ah. <laughs> but yeah, FX18 and get married, and Mario get <laughs> stuck in this room that's filling with gas. Patricia drives a truck through the wall and rescues them, and she still has to be rescued by him from the from the cabin of the truck. Yeah, because women can't drive. And she she um, does a weird baby voice. She's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Francis," and it's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Weird, sexy baby. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so at this nonce. point, diagnosis yeah. nonce on this film. Yeah, no, yeah, this one's one of our strongest non-sommeter readings. Mm-hmm. That's true. Of all time, uh, so, I think. So he chases Noro on a bike. Um, Noro escapes onto a small private plane. FX-18 jumps in the back of the plane. They kind of steal this from Bond a little bit, uh, but he like gets him at gunpoint. Th- there's... Also, the, the OSS Sondi set thing of no one being able to hold onto a gun, that gun changes hands about three times in that plane in the course of one yeah, scene. Very slippery gun. Yeah, um, we need to start knurling the handles or some shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, you, you know those like YouTube channels that do like compile old '60s footage of like you know the French Army or whatever, and set it to like you know EDM yeah. like house music. It's, it's, it's cool. I, I I like watching them. It's a good time. We get one Hell of those yeah. without the cool music, um, because mm-hmm. we just get a bunch of like '60s French military file footage. Yeah. Because this is now an airborne hostage situation. I mean, creative and a novel direction for the end of the film to take. Like, sure. No, Noro like, calls in on the again. radio and he's like, I, I have your boy at like very buttery gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually want anything. I'm just going to like kind of fuck around up here. Just let me and- go. M scrambles the jets. Yeah, M looks directly into the camera and goes, "Let's let's deploy the Armée de l'Air's new super mystères." Um, we we also get a really cool shot of two like gendarmerie helicopters as well, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, um, mm. mostly just distracted by those at this point. Oh god, with a, force the plane with down. A, this is inexplicable. <laughs> they force the plane down. It's on the runway. FX eighteen jumps out of the plane and rolls to the side, and then the plane yeah. explodes. For yeah. no mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Yep. And my notes say, how can you film an explosion to be anticlimactic? <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of happens in the distance. Yeah. 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 It's like the underwater knife fight being boring last episode. It's like, what are we? How are we managing this? <laughs> you filmed an explosion and it was dull. Like, but Come then, on. then there's a hilarious <laughs> shot because M is in the air traffic control tower. Smoking. Mm. We cut back to him. He's like smiling. Good job, right? But we're we're too tight in on his face, so the cigar is out of frame, and we cut mid exhale. So what happens is we cut from like Francis at the side of the runway, like oh, I just rolled out of danger time, and then we cut to what appears to be him just exhaling a cloud of weed smoke and like just grinning. Like, yeah, the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking spy who loved me. Music. I, I put this in the chat. It just looks like he's just like Snoop Dogg, just like breathing out the good weed, like and just oh smiling to himself like oh, a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then final scene: Francis 
Let's the, go, let's the go. Francis the Spaghetti Brothers, Leela and <laughs> someone, no, but just them, uh, they get pulled over by the cops as they're driving and then Mario just goes, yeah, fuck you pig and drives away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Di- disrespect the cops, which is at least an interesting t- like ending for this. And that's the end know? of the fucking movie. Like, what that's the, the fuck end of the was fucking- that? Why oh, are we doing God. it? <laughs> all right, first it of was- all, girls, it's over. Oh, we made it. We survived. <laughs> we get to the end of the movie, yeah. like ah! talking about FX eighteen. Jesus fucking Christ! Second, uh, what the hell was Luigi doing there? Why would you <laughs> add a character to this and then not give them anything to do for the whole movie, but have them be there the whole time? Like you wrote this movie, dog. You mm-hmm. can just they not for- have him. <laughs> They forget what? about Patricia about 50 times. They don't uh, know what side this <laughs> is on by the end at all. Really. Oh, it, it's tragic. barely a movie, to be honest. Like, there is very, very little going on here. Yeah. And thanks so much to, to Discord user Maz for helping us find this one. Yeah, it was really? very, very <laughs> difficult to, like, find. We had to, like, enlist some. This is going to be a recurring theme, I think, because we're going to have to, like, enlist your help. To find prints of these movies, yeah, yeah you can torture that. us like they tortured that Zuma guy. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure yeah. I like have the names of whoever helped me with these. Oh like, yeah, that's just holding out on my like safe word code phrase. Watching this movie, mm-hmm. um, the orange blossoms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to not press that during the Q and A. I just want to be. <laughs> I know, I know. We've You're given you this power. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. So, what do we what do we think about this movie other than the fact that it's a very uninspired thing done on the cheap to try and rip off Bond that reflects a gross structural misogyny in French society that like even some of the Bonds like the early Bonds don't approach. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you. We have a science-based race. I, I was having fun <laughs> with this for the first 30 minutes because it was so bad. I thought we were finally going to get like Bond but it's like made on a 50p budget and it's shit like Bond meets Dark Place. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. But then, then it just oh. becomes disgusting. Problems with women. Many such cases. Yeah. And it, it's funny because like all of the reviews, all of the like, this is why like it's important that we do this podcast aside from us paying our rent is all of the reviews, all of the like, like little blogs and stuff that exist to delve back into like forgotten Eurospy movies. Um, none of the, like they're all sort of like approaching it on its merits as a Eurospy movie, and none of them have a problem with the way it treats women. Yeah. If you look at like the letterbox or the IMDb uh, reviews of this, all of the bad reviews are like, and the girls aren't even hot, and it's like, <laughs> now okay, that's true, but that's not like the problem with the movie. <laughs> that's not the main <laughs> issue with the movie. That's the thing. It's important to do. Normally, the people who would do deep dives on this kind of thing would be the guys who like Eurospy movies. So it's yes. really important yeah. that a voice would absolutely detest these shits <laughs> doing this. You could say that we remember it, so you don't have to. I'd say we're culturally important. Modern day Siskel and Eva. <laughs> but if that is your review of it, then at a certain point, you are just like ignoring the text of the film. Because yeah. the film itself is telling you that the violence against women is funny and it makes the protagonist cool Mm -hmm. if if you're not commenting on that you're not talking about the movie yeah like i guess they're just taking it as read that everyone agrees with that to begin with and then just Mm -hmm. moving on from there and it's like no that's actually an assumption that you're you're starting with we need to unpack here 1964 but 
we can quantify these things because mm -hmm. we have a science-based rating system on this podcast. <laughs> it's called the SCUM system. It stands for SMUM, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. Now, how smarmy is FX18? I feel like not... Well, he tries to be. Yeah, it tries to be, and it just falls on its own. The ass. M like character it's... does a lot of like what I would describe as bits. They don't always like yeah. the smarmy lines, but I. FX18 tries. Yeah. Like, what, his first line when he runs into Leela is like, what do you want? He's like, you, maybe. It's like, dead smarmy. Like, but he doesn't deliver it in a smarmy way because it's a bad dub of a bad actor. Like, it's just kind of. It, it, it's. Can we. Attempt you charge attempted murder the same way you do. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah true. Okay. So, so they attempted smum. Yeah. 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 Attempted smum. I would say counts for smum. Four. Of course. Um, yeah, I would. I would do like a five for this. I would say. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um, cultural insensitivity. I don't know. I am not French. I am Corsican. I don't know if that's culturally insensitive. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, 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 I think mm. probably like our five Corsican fans are just like in the, like up from their seats right now, just like yeah, fucking tell them. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's like one character of color who just how, has how nothing would you to say do. That you're like Napoleon when another guy is literally Corsican. Like he's more Napoleonic than you are because he's from the same place. Mm. Mm. And that, the Napoleon thing doesn't come back either. No, it does, it does, but they misaim it. Like, M has a callback to it, which is like, oh, that's shit. the wrong character yeah, and no, you've I just forgotten. Mm. Yeah. Cultural insensitivity, aside from two Corsicans, uh, it, as, as you say, it has one person of colour. He has a line. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sort of comic relief, but like not in a way that makes him distinct from any of the other comic relief, I would say. Yeah. Uh, that's very true, yeah. It's hard to pull the thing. Three. Three? Four. Three. I, I would say three. Great. Yeah, it, um, it, it, there's like sort of micro Hitler particles coming off of it, mm -hmm. but not enough to bump it from a three to even a three point five. I would mm -hmm. say unprovoked violence. Uh, they kill everybody all the time. Yeah, they won't unarmed. stop doing it. A lot of unarmed people get killed. <laughs> Just like stabbing guys. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they won't stop killing unarmed people. <laughs> multiple of this guy's plans involve torturing a woman he knows he shouldn't be torturing for no reason. That's very um, true. That's very true. Yeah, so, that is true. That's both unprovoked violence and misogyny, even if it's unprovoked violence like at the hand of another in like a, one of those cases. Uh, I, I feel comfortable putting this at like, I don't know, like a... Six? Five or six, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. I could give it a six. Like, just to kill everyone unarmed for no reason. The, those are the crew. They're not part of Spectre. Like, they're just mm -hmm. civilian crew. Yeah. Like, fuck me. Um, and, and then misogyny. Misogyny. I mean, I think... What do you reckon? Ten. Yeah. On-screen yeah. sexual assault and on-screen violent assault. Yeah, I would say so. Well, what do we give Goldfinger again? Did that we give Goldfinger nine. a ten? Nine. Well, it's not. It's not worse than Goldfinger. Really? It's as bad? Yeah, I think so. No, I think there worse. is more on-screen assault in this. There isn't a corrective rape, but I. That's true. Is, so I don't the want only, a nickel and dime this. The only movie we've ever given a ten to for misogyny was Rambo Five. Oh, I think it's right on the cusp between I nine think... and ten. I think it's rambacious. I, yeah, I think maybe ten. I, I don't. The other thing is, I, well, I don't want to get. I don't want to okay, like. I'm, I'm happy to go with nine though. But then again, this isn't my category. <laughs> Devon, I put you in a very uncomfortable position where you're like anything that a woman says to me. I agree. With. <laughs> I agree. I, mean, I, I, have, I have no <laughs> principles, and I'm like, I think you should have principles. And you're like, you're right. Maybe I should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, just, I, you're talking about this. You're like, Devon. What do you think? And I just go. Ah! 
<laughs> I think it's as yeah. bad as Goldfinger, which we gave a nine to. I'd be happy to go for nine. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, let's do nine. Yeah, okay. So and it, and it, 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 it's lucky to be getting away with a nine. Yeah, is my contention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that gives it a total score of twenty-three, which surprisingly low. Have I done my maths right? I mean, yeah, yeah twenty-three. It's okay. it, so sometimes the, the the sort of the saber metrics here are not a very good indication of how good the movie is either morally or technically. Actually, I think that's because um, actually that is pretty high compared to a lot of things. It's it's like definitely among the worst bonds. It's just because we've just come off the back of the Rambo franchise, which ended with a thirty-six a and a thirty. Yeah, so. yeah, we're, we're sort of like there's some great inflation going on here. Yeah, um, yeah. No, be under no illusions. This is a bad movie. Yeah. You should not watch it if you can find it, which thankfully you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, in right this case, on. it's fine that this one wasn't held on to. We don't need to archive this one. No. Both Ken Clark and FX18 will return. Not together, though. <laughs> I just I just can't get over how like blatant the misogyny is in this. It's so it's, cr- it's crazy. It's like the theme mm-hmm. of the movie is like it's acceptable yeah, to just yeah. be violent and sexual towards child coded women. It's not good, is it? It's it's pretty shit, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't watch it. But you know, you can't, so <laughs> no, you had to had to experience it through us, but we we're, we're sort of like the sin eaters here. We yeah. we perceived this movie, uh, and you know what? If you feel bad for us, which you should, then <laughs> we have a Patreon <laughs> for five dollars a month. It might be pounds. Don't remember. For five pounds a month, you have access to bonus episodes. We do uh, alternating episodes. We invented that model, uh, so mm-hmm. you get the second mm-hmm. episode. Uh, the did. next one that we're gonna do. I don't know, but, but we'll do some like some more European or at least non-American movies, uh, and that should be. Yeah, a good time. I've got some ideas. We could do New Zealand cinema. Yeah, I can. I can sort of like do a bunch of Paolo Sorrentino movies and mm. bang the table and say that I'm condemned to live every day of my life on this earth without a beautiful Italian girlfriend who like terrorizes me like psychologically, and I Reasonable. think that's that's a a huge shame. In the meantime. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Um, wow, this <laughs> this movie fucking blew. Jesus Christ, what a time. And I'm sure it's not the last one that's going to blow just as hard in this little adventure that we're doing. But next week on the free feed, we're going back to our man from last episode. OSS Sont Dix Set. That is 117. Those of you in the audience who aren't francophone. And if you are francophone, how are you doing? Unless you're from actual France, in which case, fuck off. But francophone people, how are you doing? Anyway, yeah, he's next week. Um, other than that, if you want to support this episode, as Alice said, we do have a Patreon, and that is patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word, where you can sign up for just £5 a month for two episodes, where we promise we won't be talking about Eurospy movies from the 60s. It'll be something different. 
Special thanks to our 15 pounds above patrons, and those are Lo Bjorn's daughter, Candy Fox, Frere Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Power Dad, Jason Hogg, George Ruha. Kentucky Fred Comedy, Yarrick, uh, Drone Lover, Cohen Enright, Labor Delendas, Library Hitman, Beef Crime Jack, Drummond, Callum Bernie, Max Game and Heart, Jonathan Good, Kit Divine Hell, J. Martin, Del Tarp, O Mothman, Trip, Emery, or maybe Emerus, I can't decide. Fair enough. Uh, a Trans Robot, Rucker Blondie, May Victoria Roth, Rosie Can't Fail. I called you Rosie Can't Fall in the previous episode, which implies that you're infallible, when in fact, actually, your your, your name seems to imply that you're purely fallible. Um, so I'm sorry about that. Touchable Tips, Joyous Uwu, Zan Hutchin, David Alexander, Steve Widdershins, Isopod Gal, Ronan, Clarification, Alex Violet, Cyber, Liz and Ash of Florida, Annie Ruby, Noblis, Oblahaj, John 2089, Corvid, Cultist, Woolscott, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Varat Sukat, Sengchen, Ramona Random, Emily, Queen of Sloth, Zoe Shepard, Electro, The Cyber Puppy, Abigail. Win Valeri, Loz Pycock, Alfredo, Mortran, Al Irwing, Turf Seat Shit and Die Alone, Wolfie, Philippa Smith, Finn Ross, Millie, Josh Simmons, Robert Greensmith, and Lauren Baston. I'm recording this on the 3rd, and Patreon's doing the same sort of weird thing it does, so if you are paying for £15 and above and your name doesn't appear in that list, it's probably just not been swept up, uh, and it'll be on the next one, sorry. Nothing I can do about it. The audience one is Alice, Abigail, and Devon. The producer is wonderful name with Thay. Our podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. See ya. Mwah.